0: all right welcome to the fourth episode of the two squirrels podcast it's me wild wilbur lane and Liam, pointing at his two squirrels t-shirt which i do not am not wearing today i got my washington national shirt on today which i'm a <laughs> fan of the washington nationals oddly enough i'm a Mariners fan but all right what's what's going on with you Liam?
1: Not much, man. Uh, You know, it's getting a little hot outside. Other than that, it's been pretty busy on the coaching side. The real estate side's finally picking up, which is great. Which actually leads us into what we want to talk about today. What are we talking about today, Wilbur? We're
0: gonna talk about ninety days of pain and how every day you are resetting that that ninety days and how you need to keep motivated. And what you do today is gonna show up ninety days from today. Is that right? Yep. Yep.
1: So, you know, for those that that's been in real estate more than a year, a couple years, even you start realizing that 90 days is your rotation in real estate in order to keep your production moving. And what I used to call it is 90 days of hell. Right. The problem is, is that literally every day is a new 90 day start. So, you know, as you're moving forward, like Winston Churchill said, if you're already going through hell, keep going. right and that and that leads us to this right so literally you start your 90 days you're putting in the work you're putting in the effort now with that part being said a lot of people when you do the schedule work you do some chunking and etc and time scheduling when you start doing that a lot of people think they work 40 50 hours a week however when you actually look down at actual money producing activities or just something you're gonna work on it's usually around 12 hours or less
0: Mm -hmm. so Like you said, if you've been in this business a while, you kind of figure these things out. But when people look at us as real estate agents, you know, again, they see all the toys and everything that we have, and they don't realize that if we don't sell nothing, we don't get paid. So (laughs) you have to constantly be on the move and constantly going and constantly thinking about, okay, where's my next deal coming from, right? So if you're not systematic about those things, then you kind of are going to be like, like we said, it sounds like running around with a chicken with, head, with your head cut off, right? Yeah. So what, what are some of the things you do to make sure that you are constantly moving toward the goal of getting a, a, a house closed, helping people, making sure that you don't have months where you're not getting paid?
1: The, whenever I was in strict real estate production, my biggest thing was is number one, my schedule. If my schedule is not where I need to be, it's not gonna happen. Then number two would be mindset. My mindset's got to be maybe. Maybe mindset should be one. I would flip flop occasionally, but mindset. If your head's not in the game, you can't play the game. So do some mindset work. You know, break like do some comfort zone work. Do some imposter syndrome work. Everybody has these issues that we deal with. And then the third thing is, uh, as a realtor or a real estate agent, I don't know if we get sued for saying realtor because the NAR is a bunch of assholes. Um, Yep, I said it. We're all thinking it.
0: Uh, I mean, whatever. Me. <laughs> That's right.
1: Somebody's got to write this off, Wilbur. Anyway, um, one of the the things that we need to do as agents, essentially, is to offer value, right? If you're if you're doing those three things—mindset, schedule, and offering value—your business will stay steady. Now, don't get me wrong. This is entrepreneurial work at its finest. Where most entrepreneurs, it's like this. It's that big roller coaster, right? Up and down. Well, however, if you control those three things we talked about, again, mindset, calendar work, and value, you'll still have the ups and downs because that's just any business in general. However, you'll have smaller ones. And then when you look at the trajectory over time, it's really a straight line. You're not Mm -hmm. having the dips like you think you are because your dip is just as high as your up and it literally balances itself out. So those are the three things I've always worked on. And a lot of people get confused about the value because again, they target onto the next client, onto the next client, onto the next client. That value is what the hell are you actually bringing them to earn that commission? Oh, the seller side's paying for it. You can't even say that anymore. Stop that. You've got to bring value. What type of value are you actually putting in place? Are you treating them like people? Are you not? Are you just looking at your transaction and passing the buck and collecting a check at the end? Whatever it is, you need to up your value because you will not be important or exist here in the next one to three years.
0: Right. So how much how does this goal set play into this? And the reason I'm asking this question is because you sit down and you, t- you talk to agents and they say, oh, I want to sell 100 houses and shit. And then mm-hmm. you look, look at their production and they haven't done 20 in a year, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But, but they, they say, I want to sell 100. So how do you bring that into into the fold of of that 90-day mindset. Because if you think, okay, maybe if I do five houses a month for the next quarter, then that's probably a more reachable or or attainable goal for people and will help you more more so than thinking, okay, well, I want to do 100 for the year.
1: Yep, yep. So a lot of times when um, agents, they they come to you and they say they have these um, pretty hefty goals right? And, mm-hmm. and and I don't really use the term goal. I usually use the term achievement because goal has an end, right? Achievement can continue on and evolve into beautiful things if you really wanted to. So let's just say if they said, hey, I want to, my achievement for the year is 50 transactions, right? And I say, okay, well, let's take a look at that, but let's rephrase it. Instead of 50 transactions, you're helping 50 people. Let's start building that mindset of helping people versus just a transaction, right? So, whenever they're looking at that I say okay if 50 is your goal let's work backwards how many do you need to do per month or per quarter or you know per week whatever it is whatever whatever the amount of people that you're gonna help how many people do you need to help per month break that down to a more achievable level because a lot of times we look it's just like schedule work we look everything as a whole and that's great however that can overwhelm you when things go sideways when a wrench is thrown in your plan. Life decides to say, you know what? Hey, you're on a really good streak. Um, You just fucked your engine up on your car. So now you need a new car. Good luck with that, bye-bye. It's the same concept. So you have to look at it and say, what is more attainable and achievable? Once you break down that goal to the monthly goal um, or the monthly achievement of talking to people. So you got me saying goal, Wilbur. I don't appreciate that. when, from, when
0: from you break to go right i know right
1: <laughs> so when you break it down it, it becomes something more attainable and that's what we should do in most of our lives is when you're looking at just back into the schedule work, when you're looking at your week schedule right you should base all that that content what you want to do this week off the previous week right because uh, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you've been but when you look right. at a schedule as a whole, if you said, hey, Monday through Friday, oh my gosh, I have such a heavy-ass um, stuff to do all this week. Well, if you printed that out, and I'm not, I'm not big on killing trees by any means, but if you ended up printing that out, and you take two sheets of paper and you block all the other days off except the day you're on, your focus, you'll create what's called laser focus, and your, your achievement will be off the charts every single day because you're only worrying about that day. So right. when someone has lofty goals, hey, I believe, I truly believe you can do it, but you got to understand what work you got to put into it in order to hit that. So let's do something more attainable and break it down to that micro-macro level.
0: I think something sometimes people forget to, in order to to sell a hundred houses, like how many people do you actually have to talk to? Because we we do these power days, and mm-hmm. we figured out
1: on average
0: for us to just talk to five people we got to call 60 right we've got to call 60 people just to talk to five so i'm always teaching my agents to be in a constant state of filling your pipeline like make that the fun part the fun part should be i'm just going to go out and meet people today right getting in front of them because they they, people are are going to work are going to buy from who they know like and trust right So if Mm -hmm. you don't get in front of them, they can never know you. They can never like you. They can never trust you. So I am always teaching my agents, like, what did did you do today to get in front of 10 to 20 people so you could at least talk to one? Yes. Yes. So that's that's what you have to do. It's like, you are great people. You have great personalities. But if people don't know that, they're never going to buy from you. And and how are you going to sell something 90 days from now if you haven't talked to somebody in a week? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and that, but, that's that's that brings us to our next point, Wilbur, is that if you're working your ninety days and you're building up, right, but you decide to take three weeks off and go on vacation, by all means do. However, you have to accept the consequences of such because you're in a building of your business, and if you don't work for three weeks, well guess what happens? You got three weeks of delay.
0: Right. Right.
1: So do you happen to have? Even yeah. though the same,
0: the same in this business is, if you want to sell a house, go on vacation, right? <laughs> so that—that's that's what. That's, the true. that's true. All right.
1: All right. That's a good point. That's a good valid point.
0: Um, <laughs> that's what the and, thing is because if, your phone tends to ring more when you when you're gone for some reason. People seem to know you're gone and then they try to ring you and then and then you're, you're selling the <laughs> house all of a sudden. Now you're in straight <laughs> panic mode because you forgot to set everything up before you left.
1: You know, what's funny that you brought that up. I was at a um, Star Wars celebration event in Orlando, Florida years ago, right? I want to say maybe 2015 to 2017, somewhere in that window. And um, while I was standing in line to go, you know, meet some, you know, some of the stars of Star Wars, I'm literally taking phone calls while I'm in line, like negotiating contracts on some of my listings. And, um you know, some of the people around me would hear and they're like, why are you working? I'm like, cause I like getting paid, you know, one, uh, and two, I really like helping people, you know, buy and sell their homes. And I, but I put the work in even on vacation at that time, but I think it's just something you have to accept or don't accept. And it always comes to acceptance. If you are willing to do the work, even on vacation, then you're accepting the result one way or the other, you know, the lack of maybe family time or the increase of business, whatever have you, but it gets to acceptance. So if you do go on vacation, you're like, you know what? I, I'm taking the entire time off. That's great. And I highly recommend resting. However, you right. have to expect the outcome, whatever that may be.
0: Well, you, you know, when you're when you are a newer agent to the business, you are apt to be that person that's gonna pick up that phone and when you're on vacation and 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 work that deal or even if you're not on vacation, if they call at midnight and you wanna sort of jumping in because you don't want to lose the deal and that sort of thing now when you become more seasoned you start set, set, setting a little bit more boundaries there so I, I think there's a little bit of give and take there and you know the market the market has changed it's, it's become a little bit tougher so maybe you're you're doing things now that you wasn't doing this time last year right right maybe, maybe you're taking a little bit more from 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 that angry client that wants you to do something that you really don't want to do, right? So yep. maybe you let them go. You was letting them go last year, but this year, maybe you could. You kind of saying, okay, well, I'll do it this time, right? <laughs> so it's a little bit different now, right? Just a little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, when you were talking about um... – you know sometimes you have to call like 60 people to get a hold of five do you have uh, like a regulated formula that you've proven where you know you've got to call X amount of people to speak like normally it's like you got to call 150 to talk to 10 something like that do you have anything
0: yeah so like I said we, we, we get together as a group sometimes at my brokerage and we'll make calls together right one it takes a little bit of pressure off you if you're if you're a, a what I call a, like a, a fearful caller, like if you just oh your mindset is oh I'm always gonna get hung up on someone that's always gonna cut, crush me out. It's like some people just have that in them, right? So we get together and we show you that's not what it's like. Like if you call 100 people a day, you might have one person that gets upset with you. More than likely, what we find is that not gonna happen. They may not want to work with you for whatever reason, but they're not going to be mean. They're not going to be belligerent. I think that is just something that people put out there that, that has created this fear. And you don't really need that fear. And so we get together to, to dispel that myth, I guess, and uh, show you that you can make these calls. And it can be fun. And yeah. we get together and we say, okay, who is going to be the first person to get cussed out? Who is gonna be the first person to get hung up on the phone? So we make it sort of a game and we go after that challenge. Like we we get the no's. Like I read a book, I can't remember what book it was, but the, the book and I always remember this. It takes seven no's to get a yes, right? So when we're on the phone and even when we're we're ch- talking to these people, we wanna make sure that we stay in control of the conversation. Are they gonna take you in a tangent and start talking about their family and everything? Of course they are, right? But you wanna Stay in, you want to stay in control and realize that the object of the phone call is the appointment. Because, again, your goal is to get in front of them so that they can see you in your personality and say, hey, Wilbridge, that guy that I trust. He was very honest. I connect with him more than I connect with anybody else. That is the guy I want to sell my house, right? Yeah. That is the guy I want to work with. So that's, what, just- that's, that's why I make these calls.
1: And just to let everybody know, our footage is not haunted. That's Wilbur's little little girl back there singing. okay so,
0: because
1: it just swung out of nowhere, and it's perfect for our, our podcast. But I was she like,
0: it was quiet up until that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's that is perfectly fine. I just wanted to point out so that way people are like, well, what is like, is this haunted or something? You know. <laughs> I thought it was awesome, but no, I mean. You are 100% correct. And it it ties right into what I was talking about of providing that value. Um, Every time you pick up that phone, there should be a a legit reason to speak to someone, right? It it shouldn't be just a call a call for the sake of calling because if you do, your mindset and your headspace will not be in it. You'll just be like, oh my God, you're calling, you're like voicemail, voicemail, please go to the voicemail. And then you're wasting time and you're wasting energy and there's no point in that
0: so a lot of people too will will emphasize scripts so much yeah we, we try to keep our scripts very simple uh, we follow the Ford model which is family occupation recreational dreams so we try to find something that we can connect with them with just like what you just did you heard my little girl in the background you immediately went for that so we hear kids oh, well, in the back, back. That, that's what we do we go for kids if they mention something about sports, like right now in the NBA finals, I mentioned that to you earlier, we're going to talk about that. Like We try to take it away from the real estate a little bit and bring it back to that real estate conversation so they, they realize we are real people like they are real people. So is it harder to do over the phone? It is. But if, you, if, you, if you're a great listener, they will give you the reasons for you to get that appointment. You just yes. have to be listening. And here's
1: a little tip. If you are making calls in front of your uh, like computer and you have access, like your laptop, your iMac, whatever it is, um, Google somebody famous, right? Like say, um, Tony Robbins, for example, you decided to Google Tony Robbins. Bring his face up and talk to his face. That way it's not so damn weird of you just talking into empty space, right? right. So I always did that and it always helped out tremendously. Um, to just have that point. Otherwise, I like to walk around at pace, and you really can't do that in the office thing all the time,
0: right? It, it, yeah, so it's weird. It's like if, if I'm in this office, I'm gonna open my door. I'm out in the hallway walking around, and my guys, they'll be like, "Yeah, he's, he's making phone calls." They like they know yep. if they see me pacing, I'm, it's, I'm trying to get in the point. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So you know, it, it really ties back
1: into again the scheduling, the mindsets, and the value. Um, Mm -hmm. because when you're talking about like what I used to call 90 days of hell, and and I use that term loosely, of course, it's, it's really getting in and it's anchoring. What is your purpose? Why are you doing this? Um, what, what, what do you, what is the outcome? What is the focus, right? Because without understanding your focus, your why, your purpose, your outcome, whatever you want to call it, it, you're not really going to get anywhere. You're going to tread water and eventually you will drown. So when you're,
0: here's here's the beauty of this business is like to a certain degree i can sort of predict my future right if Mm -hmm. i if i say in 90 days i want to be in disney world and have this trip paid for and i want to uh, like rent uh, uh, a nice car and like i can predict that in my future and it's going to take me x number of houses to achieve this goal so i can make it happen for myself Legally, <laughs> and 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 I want to emphasize that <laughs> legally, and I can I can make that kind of a mo- money if I just put the work in, right? So it it's, it it kind of baffles me sometimes when agents say, "Well, I don't have time. I don't have time." So, but you have time for these other things, right? It's like you you'll go work at punch a clock, and I mean you'll go. I'm, I mean it just it just baffles me. Like if you don't have time to work for yourself to make this kind of money, why why do you have time for anything else? Like where's where that mindset going? Right yes. There? So it's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge for me to get them over that hump.
1: So just since this is the Two Squirrels podcast, I want to take this off the rails as usual. Um, the reason Wilbur's talking about paying monthly is you can find him on OnlyFans and <laughs> it's Wild Will it's why Will mayonnaise toes. Okay? So, what is his whole thing? Is he dips his toes in a mayonnaise and wiggles them at the camera. And he makes 20 a month. Just saying.
0: They do not want to see me on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> they would make hey, But if you want to pay me not to go on OnlyFans, we can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. It's. When, when someone is spe- specifically as an entrepreneur or even in real estate, which is you know very similar, of course, it's people that say, Hey, I'm in this full time. And then they, every time you're like, all right, well let's sit down and develop a 90 day action plan. Cause again, 90 days. Right. And mm-hmm. they'll say, well, I don't really have time for that. All you have is time. That's if, if you aren't working, you aren't doing this job like you should really rethink about it. It's it's very similar. I had a conversation years ago when I got my license of a person that took the real estate test 18 times. Listen, after three, stop, move on. It's wrong, the wrong business for you. Go, maybe go to OnlyFans. You'll probably make more money and it'll be less stressful. Um, but stop, right? And and again, this is the the two squirrels. We will bounce around, so deal with it. All right, so anyway, back to the 90 days, Wilbur. What would you say in your own experience that was, uh, and you don't have to go into detail, obviously, because I'm putting you on the spot, but what would you say that were some main points of for you to get through a 90-day cycle in order to find your, maybe, footing or your foundational aspect of your business?
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It was, I wanted it more than anything else. Like, I, it was, I'm already sort of a self-motivated, self-driven person. So it was like, I need to change my life. Like, I didn't like where my life is. Like, e- even now, my life is much better. But that still is what drives me. Like, I want to be better. I want something better than what I have today. So, but like, even for my, my little girl, like, there's goals I have for her that I want to see happen in our lives that drive me to just be different, to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, to go to work, to treat it like a job, to say okay, three months from now, which is 90 days, I want 15 sales, right? In order to get those 15 sales, I need to talk to X number of people. Like, the numbers make it real to me. Like, if Mm -hmm. you're not tracking your numbers, you're doing something wrong. Like, you need to become a numbers person in this business. You need to know exactly what it's going to take. For you to achieve your goals period i agree i agree
1: it's it, it ties into what i mentioned earlier you kind of you kind of got to know where you you've been to know where you're going right mm-hmm. so for example let's say if you did some chunking schedule work you use a desktop timer which is what i recommend my coaching clients and you go back and you look at last week's schedule and you know mm-hmm. you had made x amount of calls you know you have maybe posted on social media, you sent video tags, you sent bomb bombs, whatever it is, right? Gifts, knock, door knocking, open house, whatever. You gotta track the data so you can constantly fine tune. And a lot of times people, when they're tracking this, you'll start to see what works and what doesn't work for you, right? Because I, I hear it all the time. I don't like to make calls. Okay, well, that's a legit thing. However, do you not like to make calls because it makes you uncomfortable or you're just terrible on the phone, right? If you're uncomfortable, that's literally the universe, yourself telling you to do it, because that's where change happens. Now, if you are maybe terrible on the phone, that's fine. We can, there's some practice techniques to develop that skill set. However, if you're terrible on the phone, send a five second video text them. There are so many ways to go around it if that's what you feel you need to do, but it has to be for the right reasons, not because, oh, it makes me feel weird then why in the seven, nine, hells, whatever the hell it is, why are you in this business? Your job is literally to talk to people.
0: <laughs> well, you can't do nothing, and that's what I tell people. It's like, if you don't like making phone calls, then what are you going to do to replace that? Like, if you absolutely, Wilbur, I am not a phone call guy, then okay, you can't do nothing. Like, what are you, right? just gonna pay, pay, just pay your real estate bills every quarter and, and like, Ew. I'll just give you mine. You can just pay my bills every point, right? So so what are you going to do to replace that? What What events are you going to? How are you going to get in front of people? Where are you volunteering? Like there's other ways to pick up business, especially in this day and age. Like when I got into the business, there was no Facebook or internet or like there was none of that. Like, he was on a Rolodex. Know, that's right. That's what it was. It's like you really had to meet people. It was pertinent that you had to figure out how to meet people in order to get business. And I think we've lost that aspect a little bit in in, in, in today's real estate industry.
1: Yeah, I agree. It well, we've been in it quite some time since the internet's really taken on for some of us older folks that's been in it like um you know it, everything has changed and we live in it into like we want it now not later we want it now instant verification instant gratification we want it now and i i, I don't know how many times i could tell you i've talked to agents where they said who you know I did two me some mellers and i got nothing mm-hmm. oh well, well that's cool that's interesting so what are you going to do next i don't know i'm going to stop my Mellors. Dude, like half your mail is having delivered because let's be real, US, USPS, I think they just do cocaine rails on all the damn mail and sit on it for weeks. Okay? We're really going to get sued. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> um, well, hopefully, but,
0: we have good <laughs>
1: <laughs> All of my friends are attorneys. We are solid. Um, so, but it, it's legit. It's, you haven't put enough effort and time into it. You, you gotta crawl before you walk. That's great, you want that instant gratification. I mean, Amazon ruined us all and I admit that. However, um, what else are you doing? It, it's, it's a compound effect, right? It's a compound effect over time. It's, if you've ever played video games, it's, it's a damage over time effect, okay? It's a right. dot, right? <laughs> That's what it takes. If you're making the phone calls, if you're putting mailers in there, if you're door knocking, you're hosting open houses, it takes time and it ties into consistency If you want the 90 days of hell to be really successful for you you have to be consistent no matter what again Winston Churchill said if you're going through hell keep going that is consistency at its finest
0: consistency is everything this business uh, one of the things that I stress all the time is stop letting life get in the way yes and so an example of that is that you know I had an agent they they sent out mailers and they probably got a 10% response rate, so they sent for it, they had four people respond to them, um, and then they just stopped. Yep, so why would you just stop that? Like, you got a 10% return, which is great in any industry, so you would thank you every quarter now you send out more, so you get another 10%. So eventually, that turns into listings. and But if you don't, if you're not consistent, if you're not dedicated to doing this a certain time every every quarter, every month, whatever you do, it's not going to work. I agree.
1: So, what would you say, um, as we wrap things up here? What would you say your the biggest advice you can give someone to go through that 90 days of hell?
0: I would probably say the biggest thing is to well, focus and know your numbers. Like, focus and know your numbers. to me, the numbers motivate me. So, if if you if you know your goal and make it make it attainable, like like I said, a lot of people will say I want to do 100 houses this year. Well, is that really attainable? No, but I I can do 10 in three months, right? Mm-hmm. So make it attainable, make it something you can hit, and then re- reward yourself. So if you hit this goal, what's gonna happen. Right? Am I yes. gonna take that trip that I've been put putting off? Am I gonna? go to the mountains and rent a cabin and, and take a couple days off like because you go you work hard in this business so take some time for yourself
1: yeah because when you take the time for yourself you get to recharge the batteries um i, I call it celebrating your wins if yeah. you you've won with that or if you had a bad day and got out of bed that's a win you know so yeah. celebrate this i love it wilbur i do i do i do i think it was fantastic um so what, for those of you listen on our next one, we are going to have a guest. I will not announce it yet who it is. It'll be a total surprise.
0: Awesome. Even I'm going to be surprised, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not telling <laughs> you <shit.
1: laughs> All right, everyone. I really appreciate uh, everybody tuning in, listening to us, and enjoying our, our banter and a bounce around. Again, this is the two squirrels with Wild Will. I was going to say Luscious Liam, but that makes it weird.
0: Let's just uh, make it a
1: little
0: weird. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned, and, and also get professional wrestling
1: days. Right. <laughs> Dropping the elbows. Um, so. <laughs> so you can always find us online. The Two Squirrels Podcast. Just Google us. I'm sure you'll find us at some point. Um, but if, as always, we thank you guys for listening to us and listen to our chaotic adventures.
0: All right, everybody, have a great one. TRUTH